Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, February 2nd, and this is episode 38 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast, a show on gaming news, interviews, and talk about relationships between gamers. This is the start of our new campaign, Thunder Spire Labyrinth, and we are still looking for another player for this campaign. Last week, we had a bit of catch-up with Cesar and Zanatari's backstory in Winterhaven, and we'll continue that today. Tinsian will catch us up on where we are currently. Dungeon Master, you are a go. Welcome to Season 2, everyone, and welcome, Kevin. Uh, I'd like to take an opportunity here to try and express uh, my gratitude for everyone that has been a part of this podcast to date. Moving into Season 2, the first thing I'd like to do is start with Thorn giving sort of a backstory as to wh- what he has been doing in the past in-character month uh, since the uh, Keep of the Shadow Fell was um, put down. Thorn? Okay. So, um, let me set the scene for you. The year is 1401. And it is snowing. It was a dark day. Um, what I actually was doing is, um, while everyone was off in the pub, drinking and doing whatever that they usually do, um, I had this um, artifact from the, the, that I picked up um, while we we're in the in the dungeon. So, um, true to my word um, and my background, I set off on a, a miniature adventure, um, basically to, to drop this artifact off at a, a drop spot for one of the other cultists to take back to, I guess, the main camp. So, I mean, I guess, if you think about it, um, let's just execute uh, like a montage, a Lord of the Rings montage with some epic music. Um, me walking across mountains and stuff just to put a, a rod on a rock and then I came all the way back and that took a month. Okay, and that is, uh, just to be clear, not the cultist from the Keep of the Shadowfell, but... No, different uh, cultists entirely. Different cultists, okay. Uh, we will at some point resolve perhaps a uh, response to what you left um, in the future. Over the course of the past month, and you can catch up on the mini-cast, uh, the last episode, if you want, but the body of Eldrock was indeed recovered from the keep and was given a rather impressive funeral. Many in town, because it's uh, the trading town, don't look too oddly at strange creatures or foreigners or anything along those lines. And the turnout was actually surprisingly strong for Eldrock. They had heard some limited stories, but most of everything revolved around his bravery with the party and somewhat mitigated the stories that he was known to be somewhat uh, uh, clumsy when it came to doorways. I was going to say bullheaded, but... Oh. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, so you're expect, off campaign. I can expect wow. like a negative on my next roll. Got it. <laughs> no, no. The the problem is that you poach you poach from the DM. The, oh. the bad puns you you oh. intruded on his exclusive no, territory. No, there was there was a bullheaded coming up. I'll have to find oh. another. Damn it! Oh. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you See? for joining the uh, the podcast. That was nice <laughs> knowing you. Um, <laughs> We'll catch up for the future. Burn we'll be your in dice. Touch. Burn your dice now. But there was actually quite quite the turnout, and the Temple of Palor actually made sure that Eldrock's body was put into holy ground and given a very prominent uh, sending off. Around this time, however, there were also incidents revolving around the tower in town that was next to a bakery, and then the bakery wasn't there. It's that sort of odd, twisty tower. That actually, at one point in time, the door knocker to that tower changed to the shape of a minotaur's head. And stayed that way for a period of roughly one week following the morning period. Of interest as well is during that point in time, the doorway appeared to brick itself up, um, but has since resumed, resumed to some sense of normal, and the tower has faded away for the time being. However, the bakery has returned. Xanatari's attempts to integrate a portion of her religion um, to her deity, uh, let me rephrase that, um, she had wanted to try and um, spark some interest in her deity within the town, has not been met with challenge by the Temple of Palor. They've actually uh, been rather open to the whole idea. There has been no attempts to sabotage the plot of land that has been donated by the town to this effect. It is nothing really more of a plot of land than what you could put a nice statue to and uh, so forth. But, you know, potential room for expansion. But... There's been a moderate, at least, curiosity. But again, the town seems to attract a lot of things, so there's a lot of information coming and going of, of different subjects. So it's not exactly the hottest rage, um, but it is being well-received. Thorn has since returned to town. Nobody has um, heard anything more from Daros, but... Perhaps in his case, uh, no news is good news. Bosk continues to be an unknown question within the party's mind. There is belief that he was either run out of town following a particularly uh, rowdy party, or has snuck off to follow Daros for perhaps his own personal reasons. The Temple of Palor, again, has, I guess, stood down from its state of impending worry and attack. 
the keep itself has been cleansed insofar as possible. However, there are plans to remove the uh, keep as soon as possible, but they're not what? sure. If that was going to be our summer home. Well, there's potential, but there's been talk of if it's been cursed now twice, the third time maybe more than even a brave band of adventurers can uh, take care of. There's some well, zoning you can issues. Really get yeah, <laughs> and you can never really get that goblin smell out. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you know, in, in the blood pools, they're not quite as attractive as spa things as like a milk bath or something along and those lines. I've heard, I've heard stories that those cubes are still burning, so... <laughs> <laughs> worst, worst part is, they don't have a kennel. Mm. However, however, apparently any local goblins, uh, they like to uh, place bets on how long they can run before they find a trap. Uh, Send in Jimmy. Yeah, it's sort of like running the minefield, but they figured that adding more death and blood to the uh, pits down below was probably not the wisest idea. Uh, something about perhaps the Raven Queen exploding onto the scene and uh, taking the entire uh, area into her uh, plane of existence, you know. So there's there's a little bit of worry, and they figure that maybe if they kind of open the top level of the keep and sort of let the rays of the sun in, uh, you know, maybe it'll burn some stuff away. Hmm. Um, excuse me, Dan. Just out of curiosity, any news on Steve? Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully he's dead. Oh no! Shut up! Shut up! He saved your life, buddy. <laughs> he's a traitor. He's just waiting to stab us in the back. He fixed your armor. There is, there is, there is actually some. Now that you mention it, some little news of Steve. Uh, Steve was seen in town uh, attempting to buy purchase north on a trading caravan. So it looks like he may have succeeded, or he is at least headed out of town. Interesting. Okay, so he's you, heading north. Yes, you 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 may or may not encounter him soon. Um, it depends if the dread peanut monster uh, on the recording here uh, attacks Steve. Oh, Caesar, eating the peanuts. I'm muted, so it's not me. It's. I think it's Dan rolling his dice around. Uh, I was getting. I was actually getting my dice out. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. My metal dice are so awesome. <laughs> Stop touching them. <laughs> I was just getting them out. <laughs> so chill your grill. <laughs> cleric. Not very patient for a cleric, are you? <sighs> no serenity. I've only healed you fifteen hundred times, my patience is wearing thin. Mm. Bull crap. You are you are a thorn in her side. <gasps> yes, I went easy. <laughs> oh. Here we go. There we go. Got it out of the way. <laughs> No, he can had to, ha- had to happen eventually. Had to, yes, indeed. Now, of greatest and most important note, though, is that even though this town is renowned for just the amount of crates that goes through it, you all have still maintained and been awarded an honest and genuine sense of local celebrity. A small house 
near the center of town has been uh, donated to the group's cause, and uh, I call under the, the auspices under the auspices that it could be an adventuring, um, an adventurer's office or the like, because a, a trade town views any sort of commerce as being potentially good. And at least Cesar seems to be indulging in the, uh, the autograph markets with his <laughs> auto signers, his auto signers and, uh, so forth. I can turn out 20 a minute. There, there has been a lot of, of, of positive things that, that have, that have gone on here. So now I bring us to setting the scene where the party can perhaps come together once again within the local inn. Uh, let us have, and do sort of the, the trope of the monologue, as, uh, Thorne had mentioned earlier, and, we can have Genesee set the scene by her entrance into the tavern. Okay. Uh, late afternoon is ending and figured that she would go into the tavern and see if there were any of the newly made friends that she'd met in the town and see what the news of the day was. So she wanders in there and there's a fire started and sits down at the bar area and starts to talk to the local people and see uh, what the news of the day is, what's going on, and, and also see if Cesar's around because he's been known to stand in there like, like a bard would telling his story and hopes maybe she will encounter some of those people. So she's sitting and waiting. Okay. The one of the news topics that uh, comes up is that there is a trading caravan that has recently rolled into town that reported a bit of resistance in an otherwise, mm, I guess the best word, just reliable trading routes. Normally. They know who to, who to bribe and who to run away from and which parts are the, you know, a crate may fall off the back of a wagon just to placate the local bandits or something. But there was some talk that maybe a, uh, a caravan is having some issues. Um, let's go with Thorn next. Okay, so um, I follow... In uh, follow Zanatari into the into the bar, and I tap her on the shoulder and says, "So uh, we're friends now, are we?" Hey, <laughs> but, loosely termed. Buy buy me a drink. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit short on cash. I'll I'll pay you back. I promise. Hmm. I didn't think that dogs sat at bars. Hey, hey, hey! I'm not just any ordinary dog. I have opposable thumbs. See these things. <laughs> Alright, I, Zanatari would buy him a drink just to shut him up and, um, and, and look at him. You you gotta be nice to me. You're like, I'm one of your few friends left. Everyone else is bugging off. <laughs> <sighs> hey, Thorny, are, are you looking a little, uh, windscrabbled for the, uh, your journey or if you kind of cleaned yourself up? Is there something that would make Zanatari kind of. Kind, kind yeah, of, I, it's per you know, usual. 
yeah, I well, I had, I've sort of just sort of rocked back into town, didn't really see what was going on, so I, I stink a little bit. <laughs> so, 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 ba- so basically, you look like you're up to mischief again. Mm. Kind of. All right. As Anatar would say, I've really enjoyed the last few weeks of complete peace and quiet, and and the fact that my healing energies have had a chance to fully recharge. And you know, I've noticed that you haven't been around. Uh, where were you? I had some things to take care of. Nothing important. Hiding bones again. Yeah, you know how it is being a dog and all. Just gotta gotta dig up them bones. Gotta go collect yep. more bees. Yeah, more bees. And all that sort of stuff. You know, snap at wind on top of mountains and stuff. All that all that fun stuff that dogs do, I guess. <laughs> I take a drink of take a drink of my ale. Looking around suspiciously. <laughs> do you wash that hand since the last time you used it? <laughs> I I licked it. That that counts, right? <laughs> I'm glad it's not still poison. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, that. I totally. I totally. The time when you that. almost killed us all. You know that time. Well, we worked well Wait, as a which team time together. Was that? We. It's a time when his hand was cursed with death, and we had oh, to do that a time that he waltz. Yeah, <laughs> that one time. Yeah, that most recent time. Some someday <laughs> there 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 will, there will be a uh, grimoire released by TSR or Wizards or whoever they are by the time that this is released. Ways that Thorn ki- almost <laughs> killed us <laughs> and one time succeeded. <laughs> dot dot dot. Look, we were rezzed. Look at it this way: I'm, I'm bringing us back together. I'm I'm making us bond as a team. Bond over our united loathing of Thorn. <laughs> loathing is a strong term, I would say. Amusement. Hmm. <laughs> Sanitary would I ask, where did that little friend of yours go? He was alright. I see Bert is still you, with me, but I don't see Steve anywhere. I have you, some you stuff wanna, to be You want to replace me with Steve? <laughs> I gave Steve his freedom. He's gone. You gave him his freedom? Yes. I thought he was devoted to you. You were his no, protector. He's free to do what he likes now. I hear he's going north. Oh, by the way, uh, Zenitari, just to step in, um, Bert has taken up residence around the uh, uh, shrine area of your deity. Okay, because, you know, it's kind of awkward to sit next to somebody on a bar stool with a big ball floating around your head in a circle. Yes, just but saying. The, the, the attempt to rhinestone it and then get a portable <laughs> flashlight. Bedazzle, bedazzle Bert. Bedazzle Bert and make him into a disco ball that orbits. Just uh, not a, not a good seller for the uh, local economy. Eric, what? Caesar, what? <laughs> Your turn. <clears throat> All right. Um, as uh, Thorn and Xanatari are, you know, air quotes conversing, <laughs> um, you hear uh, some loud laughter from upstairs. And uh, uh, a woman comes uh, sort of running down the stairs laughing. She's about uh, 50 years old. And uh, Cesar comes running after her, uh, God. cackling madly. And uh, he, uh, he catches her and spins her around and, and gives her a kiss. And uh, she laughs some more and sort of slaps him playfully on the shoulder and... Uh, he uh, spins her around and slaps her on the butt and says, I'll see you tonight. And uh, she runs out the door. Um, 
uh, before she gets out, he uh, gives a, a whistle, and a couple of uh, his clockwork uh, creations come scurrying out from various folds in her clothing, and she laughs, titters a little more, and, and runs out the door, and he uh, runs uh, or walks up to the bar and sits down uh, by Xanatari and calls for a, a large pint of whatever's on tap, and and uh, says, uh, well, that one is uh, quite quite a fun adventure, not, uh, you know, a different different sort from what we had, but, you know, uh, <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on? At, at this point, I'd like to uh, look at Zanatar and say, you'd rather have him, the rowdy <laughs> old man, who is still sexually active, as a friend, <laughs> compared to the dog with opposable, opposable thumbs. I, c- I, can, I can wield a bow. That's, that's pretty impressive. Just saying. <laughs> Zanatari looks back, gives him a half smile, and says, "But I love to hate you so much." Ah, oh, I love to hate you too. <laughs> We're bonding. <sighs> she looks to her other side and greets Cesar. Says, "Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to see you're enjoying yourself." Well, how how could I not after you know what I've gone through in my life? This is this is basically heaven. I- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't see things getting any better than this. And he looks past Xanatari at uh, Thorn and sort of sniffs the air. He can smell the the scent coming off of him and says, I, "Where have you been? Doing dog things and such. What have you been doing? Well, don't ask. <laughs> I think that's pretty apparent. What I've been doing, <laughs> enjoying myself and others." <laughs> You rascal, you. Don't spend it all in one place, Cesar. <laughs> oh, by the way, Cesar, um, I've done a random roll here, and uh, you were apparently, during this uh, past portion of time, the, the local brewer has uh, asked to be able to use your name for a new type of beer that they are planning on making. So there may, there, there may be some some profit involved for uh, for you down the line there, but uh, it's a, a scissor stout. Yep, <laughs> guzzle the scissor. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> okay, Kevin, you're up. Well, um, Mithrin has been sitting by the fire, and he's been watching what he obviously sees as three people who know each other very well. Uh, three friends who are talking. Um, and he's kind of just taking all of this in because he really loves overhearing stories and listening to people talk. And so as he's hearing them banter back and forth, he can't help but smile and kind of just watch their conversation and kind of almost hoping to uh, hear something really worth maybe even interjecting himself into the group in order to hear a really good tale. Of some sort. He keeps hearing references all over town about, you know, some keep and, you know, some adventure that happened, but nothing clearly yet because it seems like it's old news. Okay. Do you want to go over how you're potentially dressed? Anything that may pull you out of being the quote unquote common stock of the bar rats? Well, it's, you know, strangely enough, uh, he is very common. Yeah. He, Mithrin does not look very much different than. Um, a farmer, except for that he is wearing armor instead of farming clothing. Um, but he's very average height, very average weight, 
scraggly brown hair, beard. Um, the only thing that you may notice about him is that he doesn't look nearly as depressed as maybe a typical laborer would, is that it seems like he's more willing, or looks like he's more likely to laugh or smile than he is to frown or feel bad. Okay. Anyone interested in regaling with a tale or an embellishment of something that they have been on and doing, or... Zanantari says, I picked up some news today that there's some trouble with the local caravans, and I plan to go research that and see what's going on. Maybe, uh, maybe there's something I can do. I'm getting a little bored sitting around here these last few weeks, and I'm not quite ready to head back to the Kalashtar yet. Uh, I'm going to go visit the blacksmith in a few minutes and see if he can do anything about this uh, armor that was left by uh, our friend Bosk in his hasty departure that I managed to acquire from his room late one night while he was sleeping. That's suspicious. <laughs> and, I think uh, I know what that was about. <laughs> hey, uh, I, Thorn high five sizzle. Uh, yeah, I'm going. See you Bye. later. Bye. <laughs> um, Mithrin walks up to the bar and he sees these two standing there, and he kind of goes, Excuse me, uh, gentlemen. Uh, I was wondering if I could uh, ask you guys a question about this area. I just came into town a couple of days ago with the caravan. Um, do you guys have a moment that I could talk to you? Uh, what, what, what's on your mind, young man? Well, um, I'm kind of wandering right now, and uh, I'm in need of some work. And I just heard your friend there talk about maybe some potential employment. Um, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta let, you know, you guys know, first and foremost, I'm not very experienced. Um, but, you know, it seems like you know her, and if she's going out on a job, you know, I could really use, use the work. Uh, what, what kind of, what line of work are you in? Um, you know, it's hard to tell. A man is a fireman with his <laughs> shiny clothes and <laughs> weapon. You you're you're funny. <laughs> you're you're a funny man. That, or dog dog that's man. That's one word Were, for it. Werewolf. <laughs> are, are you a werewolf? What what are you exactly? Sometimes I ask that very same question. Um, me, I am I am what they call. Let me have a look at my. Look at my He uh he reaches into his wallet and pulls out his uh birth his birth certificate. Uh, let's see. My name is Thorn. Um I am what they call a razor claw shifter. And, and he puts his birth certificate back in his wallet. So okay, so you're a shifter. I have never met a shifter before. Uh that's very interesting. Um. <laughs> he shifts from annoying to busy. <laughs> I so look. I try. I try. Okay. Just I'm not even there. I can't say that. Continue. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, to answer your question, uh, I- I'm sorry. I didn't get your name, sir. Uh, uh, referring to the old man. My my name is is Caesar. Uh, no no surname. I wasn't given one, and I haven't. Felt the need for one, uh, and you? Ah, uh, yeah. My name is Mithrin. M- um, Mithrin? 
Mithrin, yeah. And uh, yeah, I also have no surname. So I'm with you there, man. Maybe Bro. we're brothers. <laughs> I, 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 hmm, I don't see any I, resemblance. I, uh, yeah, I, I doubt it. How much have you had to drink? That's all. Had to keep um, in, in what span of time are you referring to? <laughs> well, you've, you've been up in that room with that woman for quite a while. I mean, just saying. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I, I just absolutely have this Hugh Hefner image. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Um, but speaking of which, you know, I, I'll actually buy both you guys a drink if you'd like. Uh, what, do, what are you drinking? I have the most about- the most expensive wine that you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want you don't want wine. Believe me, the beer here is better than the wine. I have a, a fine lager that they've been serving up these past few weeks. It's served me quite well. Excellent. And how about um, you, Wolfing? Yeah, I know you were thinking it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just a just a picture of of, of Maid will do me. A picture? Yeah. <laughs> Can lap it up. So, you, do you shifters have like an incredibly high tolerance for alcohol? It it takes quite a lot of energy for me to change into a wolf and then change it back. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I'm pretty thirsty. Just all right. So. Well, okay. I I I I I believe you. I yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, so, I would hope so. If you want employment in our in our little compa- uh, company here, you got it. You got off. it. You got yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, uh, I will go up to the bar and I will I will uh, purchase these drinks that they have requested. Okay. And bring them back forthwith. With haste, good sir. I am thirsty. Cesar pounds what's left of his in preparation for his new glass. And I set the the pitcher of mead in front of the wolf guy and the lager in front of Cesar. And I, here you go, guys, drink up. Cheers. Thank you. I grab, I grab the pitcher and pour it down my throat. <laughs> and immediately pass out. <laughs> Throw up. <laughs> this is a good day. <laughs> Wham! <laughs> I, I, I look at Cesar and I say, in kind of a side side voice. So, is is he for real? Mm, no, <laughs> not really. Don't don't worry too much about what he says. He he tags along and serves, uh, you know, his purpose. But uh, don't don't take his word for gospel. That's for sure. All right. I, I, yeah. Um, but like, what can you tell me about the 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 lady who left? Ah, uh, well, she's a. Uh, uh, a cleric. She wields the power of of thunder and lightning to to smite her foes. Mm. Uh, she's very devoted to her her beliefs, and uh, she's uh, dedicated to the eradication of evil. Uh, she was going to to do something with a, a blacksmith, something with a set of armor. I'm not sure how exactly she obtained it, but. Uh, She's, I think, I'm guessing, trying to get it fitted to her. Alright, in my drunken state, I go, Ha! Cleric! More like a witch! All she ever does is glare and glare some more and... Ah! What's the glaring? <laughs> I see. Uh, well, you know, to answer your question earlier, Cesar, I didn't, I didn't get around to it, but uh, my, my stock and trade is a sword and shield. But instead of a sword, I use a mace. But, you know, it sounds better if you alliterate. So, 
Oh, well, if you if you join us, you and Xanatari will certainly be fighting over uh, uh, these implements. I I believe she favors the mace as well. Maybe you can share some some tips and tricks. Well, I, I she is probably far more experienced than I am, but I would you know gladly gladly uh, you know learn from anyone. You know, I I am here to learn to be a better a better uh, knight, I guess, for lack of a better word. Do you uh, serve under some uh, form of uh, royalty? No, not not necessarily. Um, I I, I kind of have my own personal quest, I guess, uh, just to become a protector of people. It's very noble of you. I uh, I've spent most of my life in servitude until very recently, so uh, a lot of my motives are a bit more self-serving than that. But I usually find myself aligning with uh, these noble types, such as yourself, so uh, I don't see any any issues there. Uh, what, so, uh, so you were like a servant for, for a lord somewhere? Uh, no, I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. The what? <laughs> it's a nation far to the south from here. Uh, they ruled entirely by undead, and uh, I was born into slavery uh, from a set of breeders, hence the lack of a, a surname on my part, and was uh, raised as a, a slave soldier before I showed talents for other things. Uh, I've got uh, a mind for machinery and things as, such as that, and eventually, after many decades, was able to engineer my escape, uh, which was about uh, uh, six weeks ago. So I'm enjoying life as it is. You, sir, I, I, I tip my hat to you. That you, you seem to have tales woven all about you. <laughs> you, you claim to not have much experience, but uh, you still assume the title of knight. Do you, do you have any? specific uh, tales of of your exploits that might uh, show your worth to, to join a, a group such as ours? Um, most of my exploits are very paltry and not worthy to even you know bother you 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 adventurers with who have actually seen real adventures. Mine are all you know minor you know thieves on the road and things like that just coming my way up here up to this the town of Winterhaven. I don't you know I know many tales of other people. But I don't have many tales for myself yet. Hmm. Well, uh, I know the, the the wilds around here are not the the easiest uh, to traverse, so you must at least have some skill to arrive here alive. Uh, I see no reason why we can't give you a go. Well, I, I would appreciate you you g- at least giving me an introduction to to uh, to the to the fine lady who left, so that you know maybe maybe I think your entire group should have a vote on me. I don't want to be a cause of contention by any means. No, certainly, and I would say that she probably generally tends to assume the, the role, the leadership role in our, our fellowship, so I, I think that would be wise, certainly. Well, shall we Shall we go and see if we can meet her? Surely, why not? Says Should her. we carry the, carry the dog? <laughs> You're not wearing a hat, how do you tell it? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe <laughs> maybe leave him I... he, he I don't know how much use he'll be I assume if he'll feels, feels as if he has some uh, 
purpose to serve, he'll he'll follow along in our I, heels. I, I, I just wouldn't feel right. Um, I, I would like to go over and, and pick up Thorn and <laughs> carry him over my shoulder like a fireman, like he thought I was. <laughs> Can I have like a side story and then perhaps encounter them as they're leaving so they don't have to wander through town? Of course. Okay. I want to go seek out the caravan and talk to whoever, whatever NPC I'm required to talk to to find that story. Well, you happen to swing by the, uh, the now offices of this band of adventurers, and you've basically been minding the house because you've been the only one really in town aside from Cesar when he happens to uh, stumble in from the inn. There is a notice that the uh, caravan master has requested your presence at the loading station um, to the south of town. When you get there, you're welcomed into the somewhat shabby offices of this uh, particular caravan, and you're quickly informed that there's a need for people who may either know strength in words or strength in uh, weapons, because there's been something of a truce on the northern Kalashem trading route. People know how to do business on this route. There haven't been problems for so long that, you know, his father and his father's father, he kind of waxes off in that location, you know, in that direction for a while until he's brought back on task. It's come apparent that the Minotaur City which this caravan has to pass through, is starting to become more and more mm, cool to traders or others not of the Minotaur ilk uh, trespassing on their lands. They're, they're definitely not being the trading partners that they once were. In fact, this particular caravan was made to take a three-day side journey off a hunter's track um, sort of a, a modified, very overgrown path, um, just to avoid passing through the city. The, the, the Minotaurs would not allow it. Um, so he's sort of in this mode of, you know, I have lost some money because of this and I want my pound of flesh, to the realization he's kind of saying that he'd love his pound of flesh, but he also doesn't want uh, a war to happen. Um, that would be very bad for business. So, being the resident talk of the town, he's sort of wondering if the band is available for hire on a retainer fee um, to go try and sort this situation out. Okay, I would ask him for more information and tell him at this point, it sounds like he needs a diplomat, not a party of warriors. I'm not sure what he expects me to do against an entire Minotaur city that is being protective of its own territory. Well, it, it, it could be a matter that sometimes the Minotaurs deal with strength in order to find their honor. It may be a matter of a malcontent, um, but 
he does note that, you know, from all the stories he's seen, there was an evident problem just outside of town that you and the others were able to somehow sleuth up an answer. So maybe you can sort of, he kind of wiggles his hand like as a casting a magic spell, sort of, you know, sleuth up the same sort of results. Um, okay. He's sort of a traitor. He doesn't understand necessarily the the art of dungeon delving. Um, but clear, clearly you guys are seen, whether through story or exaggeration, as more than just uh, a simple sellsword. Was he an eyewitness to the minotaurs that came out of the city to divert them off the path? It was a pair of uh, minotaurs that are normally on the uh, northern part of the city route. Um, they were part of the, the usual guard rotation. They had their own agreements with the caravan and you know, generally left the caravan alone in the past. Okay. In this case, though, they were the caravan was ordered to turn around. The caravan master offered a bribe and the one of the Minotaurs had apparently told him that, you know, due to this guy having been fair in the past, um, you know, they told him about the the path to take around the city instead of making him turn back all the way and, you know, losing his full caravan. Xenotari mm-hmm. um, would hear his story and kind of shrug her shoulders and say, you know, I'm not a bodyguard. And I don't, I'd have to speak to the others, but this isn't something that I personally would be interested in. It doesn't require, it's, there's no evil here for me to fight. There's nothing, uh, except some people defending their own territory. And I don't see that I want to necessarily get involved in that. I'm sorry for your troubles. Um, but this is something you need some, some bodyguards for, some broods. This, there's no evil here for me to fight. And I would head off to the blacksmith and, uh, and check on my armor to see if it's been fitted and, and see, if uh, my mace has gotten a little sharpening and, and be ready to head out in the case that we would need to. Okay. The Before you leave, the, the caravan master does make a comment on the side that um, he, he can appreciate where you're coming from, um, but he does say that you know, there, was, there was corruption here recently, there was corruption in the land, and corruption, because he's so used to, with what he trades, keeping decay away and, and so forth, he's, you know, corruption tends to follow corruption. This is definitely something that is odd. It may not have a form or note right now, but this is definitely something where, you know, you, you don't tend to b- violate the tenets of time or how things have been established for such a period without there being something potentially nefarious going. He's, there's a gut feeling. He just didn't think that it was a matter of, okay, the, the rate of bribes have changed, and, you know, it's higher. There's something else he feels. But, you know, he, he, lets, he lets you leave the office without being a, uh, a dick about it or something like that or insulting the, the party in any way. Okay. Um, through you or directly to you. 
What do you uh, What do you think, Seth? I mean, there's really no reason that she would ever pursue this unless there's some. I mean, it does sound like a bodyguard thing. I don't know how to handle this, like in a character, because she wouldn't just go off there to settle a border dispute. That's not her her nature by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it, it it may be a matter of uh, you know, this is this is notice to something. Um, I have something that is is coming up. And it could be a progress and progression thing um, that would eventually get her drawn I mean, in. I'm sure what you're saying is that you're trying to hint that, that there is something going on in the city, and that's cool. I just don't know how to get my character from from the town to the point where she would see it in the city because she would never leave the town for it. I, I, I don't think I don't think necessarily in this case you you have to be pushed or prodded or, or have her. You know, in, in this is maybe entirely in character for you. She wouldn't have this, so there's that aspect. But there is something that's coming up that will at least get her to uh, to leave town. Okay, cool deal. Um, you know, and, and it, it, will, it will work its way in there. This is sort of the, here's the, the wide, wide, wide extreme view, and then stuff sort of opens up as it, as it comes on. Okay, just checking because I didn't want to like be like, okay, story's over. No, no, Second no. day, season one, story's over. No, no, no. <laughs> one of the beauties of D and D. I guess can't end the story; goes anywhere you want it. Mm-hmm. So Xantari would wander back toward the tavern to to enjoy herself and relax, since it seemed like there's nothing that she can do at this point. Oh, by the way, by the way, the um, before you do that, to answer your question, your armor has been fitted and adjusted to you, and um. The blacksmith gave you uh, an extremely nice rate. Sweet. Um, for doing that work. On the way back, however, you hear the sounds um, back in the direction that you were uh, had come from the the caravan area. Mm-hmm. You hear the sound of. Um, squabbling and the smashing of wood sort of off in the distance like there's some sort of commotion over in the um that area okay uh, as well um it just could have been like hey a bunch of crates fell or something is is going on how close am i to the tavern right now um closer to the tavern than the uh the caravan area Okay. I would run quickly toward the tavern and throw open the door, seeking my companions. Okay. Uh, around this time, I would presume the companions would have finished up their story and would have been heading towards the door, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, it was the door was actually I just yanked because there's hands. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I exclaim, look, it's the witch! Sanctuary <laughs> says, "What? Never mind. I don't have time for he, you right now." Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my lady. He he drank an entire pitcher of mead. I bought it for him. I'm sorry if that offends you. <laughs> uh, Who fed the dog? I, he <sighs> said he could handle it. He said that shifters needed a lot of alcohol. I I've never <laughs> met one before. I, <laughs> if I told you that I could jump off a bridge, would you let me? <laughs> I would yes, I would, clap. sir. Yeah. 
<laughs> we don't have time for your silliness right now, Thorne. There's something going on out there, and I think we all need to go check it out in case it's a little bigger than something I can handle. Why don't you guys follow me? And there's there's some ruckus we need to check out. To the battlefield! Okay. Yes, and I would kind of lead them out and point in the direction that I heard the sounds from the crashing crates. Okay. As, as we run towards the sound, I uh, sort of start introducing Mithrin to Xanatar. This is this is uh, uh, Mithrin. He uh, uh, come has come to uh, this town seeking uh, seeking work, and uh, he wondered if perhaps he would find a place with us. I thought that uh, since we have sort of experienced some a few vacancies in our group, that at least uh, succeeded. Uh, uh, quelling the disturbance at the keep, I thought he might be a good fit for us. So uh, uh, that's sort of what he's doing underneath uh, Thorn there. <laughs> well, he's about to get a trial by fire. Let's check it out. Anything else from uh, Mithrin? Um, I I I am just kind of sweating underneath carrying this large dog. Um, okay. Smelly dog. <laughs> I I will endure. That is my that is my my. Put, uh, put me down. I I can walk. I can walk. Are, are you <laughs> sure? Put, put don't put it yes. down. No. Put me <laughs> down. We'll just, I'll just carry you just for a little while longer. You just hang on no, there. No, buddy. no, no. Put me, put me down. Otherwise, you're going to have oh. dog vomit down your I, armor. Yeah, I, I put him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Set him down over there near those huts or something. He's not going to be any help in this uh, if there's some some fight happening. I'll be, I'll be plenty of help. I don't I'll, want him I'll shooting crossbow badly. while he can't even walk straight. Um, I, I, I set him down bow. very I gently. I, I set Thorn down very gently and face him, you know, kind of away from the street, so at least he doesn't puke in the street. And... <laughs> um, so I, I look around. Where did, where did everyone go? <laughs> uh, Cesar, did you by chance, uh, what do you have in terms of your equipment with you? You basically came from upstairs and... Mm. Uh, I would say probably, I would probably have my uh, weapon, but maybe not my armor. His paramour had a bunch of little bug creature things, right? That yeah, I've always had giz- gizmos and gadgets in my belt, but uh, I don't think I would have had my armor on. Okay. All right. You arrive upon the scene, or in Xanatari's case, you return to the scene of the... Caravan. Caravan. <laughs> Thank Just you. Fill in the blank. Well, no, I, I, I kept thinking convoy, and then the song started in my head. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, here we go. This <laughs> convoy. There is a group of militia that is pointing spears somewhat shakily, and, you know, a few are, a few are quite sturdy, and a uh, single individual who's probably sort of like a, a town sergeant of the militia. Um, and what they're pointing at are two large minotaurs who have smashed a good deal of the building that the caravan master was in. And they seem to be trying to pull out the caravan master from within the rubble and bits and pieces of, of hanging wood that they've definitely knocked around. There are a bunch of crates that have been uh, damaged 
as if punched or kicked or something like that to get a quick look at the contents inside. Does it look like these minotaurs are like rifling through products trying to find things of value, or are they going just directly after somebody? Well, it, it looks like they they came down um, the path past the shipping place, and as they were doing that, they went down one aisleway, so to speak, and had started punching open boxes. They got to it, saw that apparently it looked like they sort of saw something, maybe the caravan master, maybe something else, but they sort of tried to uh, get their way into the building that he's in. Which, and based on my role, uh, Zanatari would remember from her uh, perception that there was only one way in and out of the uh, out of that little building area because the the windows were sealed and there's no back door. What what is the building again? What what purpose does it serve? It serves sort of the the convoy foreman's space when they're in town. Okay, sort of like if it were a train, like a train station type deal? Kind of, kind of, yeah. Yeah, but it's more, here's the branch office for Acme Company type thing. It's just, the the caravan master can take care of some books there, can, you know, meet with some people, but it's not their flagship Okay. Distribution point or something like that. It's the, hi, we're here. Yeah, we're in town. Can you see that? Good. You want to put some stuff on our beasts? Sure. If not, go away. Okay. Kind of, kind of place. Mm-hmm. And the two minotaurs are heading for this small building. What are the militia doing? The militia is, um, at a distance. They're, they're pointing their spears towards the scene, but the, Minotaurs, or it's presumed the Minotaurs have already caused a lot of damage to a bunch of the crates, and they've done damage to the building. And the militia itself isn't isn't clear as to whether they are protecting the people or they are trying to marshal to go in after the Minotaurs. Is there anybody between the Minotaurs and the building? Uh, no, the they're actually ripping parts of the building off to oh. try and get in there. Uh, doors kind of okay. kind of a bit narrow for them. Zanatari would run forward, and that's the end. Ha 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 ha! Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews and relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. Sounds good. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at supernumberone.libsen.com. Join us for a worldwide adventure next week and stay tuned as we continue our travels.
Is it okay? Yeah, it was just a fax machine ringing. <laughs> it always... <laughs> Don't anyone use a beeper? Because Daniel's on the phone. <laughs> what happens is that we've got a, a phone connected to my um, to my fax machine, and when it rings, it, it uses the same frequency as my router, so it overrides the router. I, I thought you were about to tell me good. that your 2400 baud modem was <laughs> connected and your mom picked it up to uh, make a phone call. No. I use, I use broadband, thank you very much. His pager was interfering with his car phone. <sighs> no, it's just that the wireless signal, it's a common issue. Wireless <laughs> signal is interrupted by Somebody other wireless signals of the, same, of the same frequency. If, if you go out and you try to open up your keys with the remote key fob, does it take your broadband <laughs> down as well? I DM. Just DM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. I am direct mentioning. Oh, all right. Any, uh, any smart ass jokes? Thank you. Okay. <laughs>